You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. We're going to talk about trading in seventh-year produce and barter in seventh-year produce and what happens to the money that we make and whether that money itself is trapped in seventh-year regulations, whether the money that we gain from selling seventh-year produce acquires seventh-year status. Because, of course, if it does then there are restrictions, right? We've already learned. The text says, for you for food. And that means we can only use that for food and for drink and for anointing, although we, you know, we've learned we can use it for perfume as well. But you know, the uses are very limited, right? So if we sell seventh-year produce and acquire money that has the same restrictions, there's very little we can do with it. That is the context of the middle Mishnayot of chapter 8, which we're going to look at now. But just by way of introduction, I want to come back just to, to remind you that we've, we've already learned these concepts. I'm going to come back to a Mishnah in the seventh chapter. And, you know, there are numerous Mishnayot in the seventh chapter which are like this. And I've just picked one out as an example for you. Mishnah 3, about the peels. Yeah, klipe rimon, vehanets, shalor, klipe egozim, the peels and the blossom of the pomegranates, shells of nuts, fruit seeds, all this stuff that we can use for dyeing. And the Mishnah says, yesh lahem shvi'it, ve'lit mehen shvi'it. Their, the, the produce has the law of, of the sabbatical, and so do their money. So do their money. If it has, and that applies to all of these crops, by the way. If they are caught by the seventh year regulations, so do their money. And that is going to be what we're going to examine as we shoot into the eighth chapter. So let's pick it up. We learned yesterday, Mishnah uh, 2. Sabbatical year produce can be used for food, for drink, and for anointing. So let's go on to the next Mishnah. And we're going we're gonna to segue into selling, but we're going to come back very rapidly into what we can do with the proceeds of the sale. The Mishnah begins, You don't sell seventh-year produce. And then, not by not by measure, not by weight, not by number. You can't count out figs. In other words, you can't treat seventh-year produce in the market like any other way, in like any other produce. And the Rosh says here that the reason is that seventh-year produce is basically hefker. It's ownerless. You can't treat it like you're in a shop. Now, if you've collected more than you need, then you can sell you know, what you don't need in the market. But it's not. It's not, a, it's not a commercial proposition, and you shouldn't treat it like a commercial proposition. But Shammai say you can't even bundle it up 
But Hillel say, well, look, if you bundle it up at home, you can bundle it up in the market. And it brings a couple of species, which we've already talked about, by the way, in chapter uh, chapter 7. Kreshin, Venet, Sechalav, Valiks and Milkweed. We've had these before. So when if we do trade, we don't trade in the normal way. But let, let's go on. Let's look at the consequences. And the, uh, by the way, I gave you, sorry, I just, I, I gave you, um, uh, I brought on the source sheet, the Rambam. The Rambam commentates here. He sort of explains the principle very nicely. Look, it's just forbidden to sell it in the same way that other things are sold. So no one would think you're trading in seventh year produce. You need to treat it like ownerless property. That is to say, you know, you sell whatever you happen to ha- have in your possession. He says by measure and not by weight. And then the money that he takes becomes seventh year money, as we are going to make clear later. That's the important part of the rumba. So let's look at the next Mishnah. So you say to a worker, Take this Isar. And Isar is, um, I think, eight perutas. It's about eight pence. Take this, Isa, and gather vegetables for me today. His payment is permitted. And all the commentators explain what this means is that the guy can keep the money. This is not seventh year money. You're just paying for him for his time. You're not paying him for his vegetables. But if he said, Lekotli bought Yarak Hayom, gather me vegetables in exchange for this, Isa. If he's exchanging the Isar for the vegetables rather than for the time. And Asur in this case doesn't mean that the it's forbidden to pay him, but that money becomes seventh year money. The recipient of that money can't do anything with it except eat and drink and anoint and maybe do a bit of smelly stuff. And along the same lines. Someone took from a baker, he took a loaf from a baker worth a fundion. That's about two isars. By the way, interestingly, this loaf is worth two days wages. Gives you a sense as to how much money people paid for bread in those days. And this is clearly, by the way, a loaf made from sixth year flour. Must be because there's, there's no question of, um, well, let, let, let's carry on. We'll see that kind of obvious from the context. He took a loaf from a baker worth two isars and he said, Look, when I've gathered vegetables from the field, I'll bring you. And that's that's kind of permitted, right? Nothing, the loaf doesn't become seventh year loaf. If he took it from him without any explanation, he took it without saying anything. And that means he's incurred a debt, right? You will go into the baker, you take a loaf, you don't pay for it. You're in debt at this point. If you take, just take a loaf, you cannot pay for it with seventh year money. You cannot pay off a debt with money from the seventh year. 
Seventh year money is for eating, drinking, anointing, maybe a bit of smelling. You cannot use it to refinance your mortgage or for other stuff. It's only for... It, seventh year money is like seventh year food. And the Mishnah goes on. Ain't not nim. You don't pay money. That is seventh year money, by the way. This is seventh year money. These are all people... Uh, generally, with one exception, these are people who you might think, by the way, are giving you sort of human enjoyment. A water carrier, maybe this is drinking, maybe it's bathing, bath attendant, I mean, connected to anointing, a barber, or a sailor. This is clearly a, the, um, the Sapan is clearly a sailor, and I don't understand why a sailor is in this list, and it's not in the commentators. You can't pay these people in seventh year money. Aval, you can pay a well carrier for a drink. Well, why is that? Well, clearly you're just exchanging seventh year money for seventh year drink. And that, yeah, clearly that is going to stick within the framework. And for everybody, to everybody he can heal, you can give, obviously you can give these as a present to anybody because seventh year produce is in in essence ownerless right so obviously you can there's no problem about giving it out as a gift so that is so we are we are circling round but we're reinforcing the principle that seventh year money has got exactly the same year, same state as a seventh year produce and while we don't trade in seventh year produce we sort of exchange it we sort of barter it in sense that you know i can pick up something that's ownerless and give it to you and you might give me something that's ownerless but under limited under very limited circumstances that's all for today i've had my 10 minutes i will now stop talking but i'm i'm happy to take any happy to take any questions or comments Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.